Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. There are nine hours and five minutes of daylight each today, tomorrow, and Tuesday. Starting on Wednesday, there are nine hours and four minutes of daylight. And that's as much as we're going to get for a long winter week, day after day of almost 15 straight hours of darkness until Christmas, when we regain a whole minute and begin the long journey back to the light. This is about as dark as it gets. So we have to stop relying on our eyesight, those of us that do that, and draw our vision from other senses. Spanish poet Juan Ramon Jimenez writes, I have a feeling that my boat has struck down there in the depths against a great thing. And nothing happens, nothing. Silence, waves, nothing happens, or has everything happened? And we are standing now, quietly, in the new life. Silence, very little light, and silence. We go within. Perhaps in the silent darkness we can really learn to see. Naturalist John Muir wrote, I only went out for a walk and finally concluded to stay out till sundown, for going out, I found, was really going in. Perhaps in the silent darkness we can really learn to listen. Poet Kathleen Rain wrote, it is not that birds speak, but we learn silence. As a rule, we're not too keen on darkness or silence, but it can be a fertile place, a healing place from which we can go forth to re-engage the world. Spiritual teacher Joan Halifax enumerates its gifts, inquiry and listening, nonviolence and non-duality, patience and concentration, connectedness and intimacy, authenticity and stillness, understanding and compassion, and seeing beyond language and intuition. Joan Halifax continues, we in the developed world seem to have many auditory strategies that insulate us from the presence of silence. When I return to Western culture after time in desert, mountain, or forest, I discover how we have filled our world with a multiplicity of noises, a symphony of forgetfulness, 
that keeps our thoughts and realizations, feelings and intuitions out of audible range. She decries the ceaseless song of longing for more, the mindless tunes of elevator music, the crackling of news, the grind of transiting vehicles, endless chatter that fills our days and our minds, the remorseless electrical hum and whir. Silence is a medicine. I learned to speak Spanish so I could talk with my daughter's birth mother. But when my Peruvian friend and lawyer pulled his orange Volkswagen bug to the curb in a residential section of a tree-lined street in Lima, the passenger door opened and the passenger seat was tipped forward. A beautiful, impossibly young woman handed me a bundle of blankets from the back seat. And my lawyer friend said to me simply, this is the birth mother. All language failed me. I sat down hard on the running board, cradling the still hidden baby in one arm and reached into the back seat to take the hand of her birth mother. Everything and everyone else disappeared. We sat like that in the most profound silence I have ever known for a long, long time. Much later, her sister, who had been riding shotgun, told me that before that meeting, she had worried ceaselessly that my intentions were evil and that harm would come to the child. But when she saw my silence, as she said it, she experienced a deep assurance everything would be all right. Silence, connecting the perception that we are separate from each other. Silence, louder than words. German author Hermann Hess wrote, sometimes when a bird cries out or the wind sweeps through a tree, I hold still and listen for a long time. My soul turns and goes back to the place where a thousand forgotten years ago, the bird and the blowing wind were like me and were my brothers. Then, changed and odd, my soul comes home and asks me questions. What should I reply? In the fruitful darkness, our relationship to silence can deepen. In the fruitful darkness, there are other gifts to open. In the book of Isaiah, God says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches hidden in secret places. When we have received those treasures, those hidden riches, it is time to begin the journey back to the light, back to joy. One winter in the mid-1970s, the Huichol corn farmer and spiritual leader Don Jose flew from Mexico to the United States dressed in his finest ceremonial clothing to celebrate the journey. White deerskin sandals, 
brightly embroidered pants and shirt and a wide-brimmed straw hat with hawk feathers fluttering at the crown. The pilots were convinced that he was Carlos Castaneda's teacher, Don Juan. When Don Jose arrived, he settled into the home of some students in the basement of a brownstone on Waverly Place. After two weeks joking about North American cave dwellers, he pointed out that the sun had not yet shone in New York's stony canyons. He was concerned, disturbed, that father's son was sad and withdrawn. Clearly, his students did not understand, he said, that father's son depends on the offering of human joy in order for his light to shine. Beloved spiritual companions, let us journey together in the last of the light, opening our minds and hearts and hands to the treasures of the fruitful darkness. Especially let us receive the gifts of silence. And when we emerge in brighter days, let us remember that so much depends on sharing joy. In closing, here is artist and author Jan Richardson's blessing for the longest night. All throughout these months as the shadows have lengthened, this blessing has been gathering itself, making ready, preparing for this night. It has practiced walking in the dark, traveling with its eyes closed, feeling its way by memory, by touch, by the pull of the moon, even as it wanes. So believe me when I tell you this blessing will reach you even if you have not light enough to read it. It will find you even though you cannot see it coming. You will know the moment of its arriving by your release of the breath that you have held so long, a loosening of the clenching in your hands, of the clutch around your heart, a thinning of the darkness that had drawn itself around you. This blessing does not mean to take the night away, but it knows its hidden roads, knows the resting spots along the path, knows what it means to travel in the company of a friend. So when this blessing comes, take its hand, get up, set out on the road you cannot see. This is the night when you can trust that any direction you go, you will be walking toward the dawn.